The gospel text for our homily this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. I invite you to listen now for the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Holy God, be gracious now to our seeking of a word which can only come from you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when I was a kid, my siblings and I used to, during Christmas time, we used to scheme and hunt around the house for where my parents had hid the Christmas presents before they wrapped them. This was a tradition every single year, and my parents tried to hide them from us. We checked closets uh, under the floorboards. I mean, it was, it was intense. And if we missed our opportunity to get them before they were wrapped, we knew where they were eventually going to end up underneath the Christmas tree. And kids, listen up. This is a good strategy. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So my siblings and I would sneak down late at night, and we would, we would unwrap just the corner of the Christmas presents to see to see what was inside. Now my parents, after a while, figured out that they could just put it in a, you know, a, a cardboard box and it would ruin our, our strategy. But if we could just peek you know, underneath the wrapping paper, we could see what awaits us on Christmas morning. And I have to admit that this image has come back to me as I've been preparing to preach to reflect on John chapter 1, the third Sunday of Advent. We are not yet to Christmas morning, and yet this morning we get a chance to kind of peek underneath the wrapping paper to see what awaits us all on Christmas morning. Advent is the season of preparation in the church calendar. It comes from the Latin meaning arrival or coming. But I want us to reflect this morning on the, on the fact that it, there's not just one coming that we celebrate and anticipate during Advent, but I think that there are three. The first is the most obvious. We celebrate and we anticipate and we welcome the birth of Jesus Christ, the, the, of Nazareth, the Son of God, this birth which C.S. Lewis called the, the miracle of all miracles, when God climbed down from heaven to be with us and to be for us. 
And the second coming, the second arrival that we anticipate and celebrate during Advent is precisely that. The return of Jesus Christ and the, the reign of God, the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. During Advent, we wait for that. And we try to bear fruit during patient waiting. But there is a third coming as well, a third arrival. And this is a much more spiritual coming to us. And that is that between these two events, between the birth of Christ, between Christ's coming again, Jesus, who is known to us here in the Gospel of John as the Word of God, Jesus comes to us again and again in the here and now to each of our lives, revealing God again and again to us. This is why Christians have always been known as the people who live according to the word. And the trick, the trick for all of us who have kind of been waiting during Advent, who have been preparing, who have making, making this long journey through Advent, the trick is that on Sunday morning when we celebrate Christmas, we open the presents, we share time with our families, we, we maybe read the story from Luke. The trick is to recognize that this may be the end of Advent, but it is not the end, but in fact the beginning. Unlike the uh, other kind of witnesses to Christ's birth that we find in both Matthew and Luke, the gospel which we've just read today, John's gospel, is a much more dense theological explanation for what this all means, what Christmas means. And we find in John's gospel, this morning, what we have just read, that the world and all that is in it begins in Jesus Christ. Our theologians remind us that creation occurred ex nihilo, out of nothingness. That is how creation occurred, which means that all things derive their existence from God, even the dust out of which we were created. Because the word of God creates the world and everything in it, our lives, our very lives, find their true beginning in God. I don't know about you, but I take great comfort in knowing that because my life finds its true beginning in, in God, that I can give up the kind of frantic, restless act of trying to create my own life. And we spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, creating our own lives, rearranging our finances, our homes, our careers, our relationships, in search of a kind of life, a kind of identity that we hope one day we'll, we will find fulfilling. But we are mostly exhausted by this. And we are rarely satisfied. And I think it's because any time we try to arrange our lives and rearrange our lives without God in whom our lives begin, we are essentially grasping after nothingness, reaching back to some primordial chaos, and that leaves us empty. You might be thinking, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really trying to create my own life. That sounds a little abstract to me. Let me ask you a question. One way for us to discern, to evaluate whether or not we are people who are creating our own lives is to, is to answer this question. When does life really begin for you? When does life really begin for you? Maybe you would say deep down that life really begins once I get that graduate degree. 
or when I finally get married and settle down, or have some children, or finally get that job that I've been, I've been wanting, or I develop that app, or I get tenure, or I become a partner, or when we finally get into that second house, because this first house is just a mess, and we've done everything wrong trying to fix it, or in that new neighborhood, the new schools, when does life really begin for you? If you're not careful, you may wait for life to begin until it's over. And then one day recognize that you have missed your life. At this point, you may be waiting for me to say something like, your life really begins once you finally accept Jesus. But that's not what the Gospel of John tells us this morning. The claim of the Gospel of John is much bolder than this. We find, in the beginning was the Word, and all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. John claims that the story of your life began in Christ at the moment of creation, which simply means that in the beginning are not your efforts, they're not your schemes, they're not your arrangements, they're not your worst fears or worst anxieties but God in Jesus Christ who invites you to find your life in him. This is the good news of the gospel. Not that you accept Jesus, but that Jesus has accepted you and included you in his life. Ultimately, this is why we can say, as we have been saying all Advent long, that our souls have worth. Not because of our attempt to create a worthy life, but because God in Christ climbed down out of heaven, took on the vulnerability of human being to save us from the nothingness to which we so often return. And once we accept that our lives begin in God and and not with ourselves, we are freed from the restless frantic activity of trying to create our own lives. And instead, we are invited to be witnesses, as John the Baptist was a witness here in this text, bearing witness to the true light which has come into the world so that others might find their lives in him. This is the invitation that Christmas issues forth every single year to us, to live in the light of Christmas morning, to bear witness to that light. If you're looking, if you're curious, or if you're anxious, looking for a place to begin this Advent, I invite you to begin here, in Christ, in whom we live, move, and have our being. Pray with me. Holy God, be for us our true beginning and our true end. And free us from our restless grasping after nothingness so that we might accept the life that you have created for us. Amen. Let's continue to worship this morning through the giving of our tithes and offerings.